It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. And more apparent balloons or something else float over the country. What exactly are we looking at? Well, before we get into that trigger warning. Warning, this show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not report to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move, Dave. So in thinking about it during the course of the weekend, I thought we had so many of these objects. And there's even some question, which we're going to get into here, as to whether they're all balloons or something else. And what exactly is our military shooting down for? at last count during the course of the weekend, which made me think that maybe the Chinese had launched a bunch of balloons way up high, and they're just now getting to us one after the next. I don't know. But if we're going to be talking about this for a while, and apparently we are, then something like this needs an introduction, like its own segment of the program. And sometime about Sunday afternoon, I thought, oh, I know, obviously. White. itself after that, doesn't it? All right. So let's take a look at what we do and don't know. And there's a lot of speculation. And I got to give credit to this one blog that I was looking at. They use Devil's Tower for this because they want to talk about UFOs. How many UFOs have we globally shot down this month? That's an interesting question. Canada's defense minister says it's far too early to say whether an unidentified object shot down over the Yukon on Saturday came from China. Now, hold on, because that's something I've been wondering about. The object shot down over the Yukon. Is Canada going to shoot these things down too, or are we just doing it? Okay, so he spoke after the Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, announced Saturday afternoon he had ordered the object shot down after it violated Canadian airspace. So that answers the questions. Canadians are shooting them down, too. That followed confirmation from the North American Aerospace Defense Command of an exclusive global news report. That was published about 3.36 p.m. Eastern Time over the weekend. Officials say the Continental Defense Alliance has been monitoring an object that could be another potential spy balloon. So the FAA, Federal Aviation Administration, temporarily shut down airspace over part of Montana as the Defense Department sent a fighter to investigate what they're calling an anomaly that was spotted on radar. North American Aerospace Defense Command, no, NORAD, obviously, said in a statement Saturday that the central Montana airspace was closed after detected a radar anomaly, but a jet that was sent up into the area 
found nothing. So here's some, now this is from around uh, different news organizations around the world. One, just an unidentified flying object has been detected uh, near China. Uh, Chinese authorities are preparing to shoot down the UFO. Oh, over China now. CNN says U.S. pilots approaching an object shot it, uh, one down over Alaska. That's four during the course of the weekend. So again, what the heck? If it came in Friday night, why was it not detected and shot down until Saturday night? Getting a little concerning here. So is it uh, Chinese or something else? Where are they launching these from? Why so many? One story that I have here from PJ Media. We're all familiar, the story says, with the Chinese spy balloon that was allowed to linger over Montana. You know that sucker flew right over Devil's Tower on his way through Wyoming and then out over the Atlantic Ocean. Biden administration finally shot it down. Though what exactly the balloon was, they're still trying to pull that out. What are these other ones? And are we still dealing with balloons? I think we're probably still dealing with balloons. My thought is that the Chinese, whatever is there, we don't know yet what's on these things. But whatever they're doing, they launched a bunch of them all at once is the theory I'm going with at the moment. And they're all up and floating across Canada, the United States doing whatever they're supposed to do. Why so many all at once? Now, some people had asked why the one in the Atlantic Ocean, why weren't they able to recover everything right away? The answer is because it dropped into about, uh, well, 50 feet of water or so. Divers can get at that. That's fine. But you got to figure it dropped from about 60,000 feet. Now, at least what helps slow it down, when they pop that balloon it's slowing down or not going as fast as it could because it still has the balloon attached to it, although popped. So that's a good air break on the way down. But still, that sucker's going to pick up a lot of speed. And then when it hits the water, it's not going to be like a splashdown of a capsule coming back from orbit. It's going to hit hard like it's hitting cement which shatters it. So now they got to get under there and find all of the pieces and everything is not going to sink directly to the bottom. There's currents and so on. So they got to find all of this. So now we have to wait to see what do they tell us that they find? Don't know, but that's four over the weekend, which like everybody else, I wonder what are we up to? Now, when I look at the media on this, Every now and then, I would tune around just to see what the news media was talking about over the weekend. And I kind of figured, like you, I kind of figured, they're all going to be talking about the same thing all weekend long. And it pretty much was. It wasn't entirely, but it pretty much was all balloon talk all the time. They, they did get into the Super Bowl and a couple of other stories, but most of it, over, over all the networks, all balloon talk all the time. Now, honestly, how much can you say? until we have more information. So as usual, news networks bring out all of their so-called experts to talk about this and analyze it from every possible perspective. But of course, with absolutely no idea what they're talking about, they're just feeling airtime, which I don't do. I know when I've reached the end of, I've told you everything that I can tell you, 
And so until I get more information, we're done. Dreams I have had, and White. Sometimes the best top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. Before I get on to the next topic, I did come across a couple of things here I should throw into the Chinese balloon story. One came across this great meme. When I first looked at this picture, it's uh, from the driver's point of view. Heading down a road, blue skies, and it looks like one of these Chinese balloons up there in the sky, although kind of low. And the guy writes, I followed this Chinese balloon for two hours, then realized it was bird poop on my windshield. And I looked at it again and went, oh, it is <laughs> bird poop on his, okay, fine. In the meantime... Hello? Jenkins? Yes, sir? Yes, sir? Uh, Jenkins, the airline has screwed up again, and I'm stranded in Mexico. Sir, I am so sorry. How can I help? Oh, well, I need you to pick me up when I land. I hired a guy to fly me up in a balloon. Sir, I don't think that's a good idea. Why not? They let that balloon fly all the way across the country. I just want to get across the border. Sir, there are a lot more trigger-happy about balloons this week. Why would they care? I'm coming across the southern border. They don't care about anyone else coming that way into the U.S. I hate to tell you this, but you're an old, rich, white guy. They would probably shoot you down for that alone, much less crossing the border. What if I identify as a refugee? Will it be a white balloon? Pinata colored. They'll be expecting candy when it explodes or... Fentanyl. 6.20 is the time. Morning, Rhianne. Rhianne and Fort Danger just sent me know. Morning, Glenn. People should be asking, what are they distracting us from this time? These balloons or objects uh, showing up after the first China one is too convenient. I still think, Rhianne, that this is really just they launched a bunch at once. It takes a while for that to get here, even though it's way up there, way up there, traveling on a jet stream. But... They're finally getting here. That's my current theory, but we'll see if I'm right or not. All right, next up. Go to a slightly different story here. Wyoming Power Companies, I told you about a while ago, they're, they're warning us about rate hikes. And part of the reason they're warning us about rate hikes is carbon capture. Now, I've talked about this for many years here in Wyoming. The idea of carbon capture to appease those people who want to shut down organic fuels, coal, gas, and oil. The people who want to keep everything in the ground. And so the idea is, well, maybe we can keep these power plants open, these coal plants open, if we capture the CO2 and pump it into the ground. There, no CO2 in the air, you can't complain anymore. Well, 
what are the unintended consequences of this? Besides the fact that it's completely useless. Well, okay. The Wyoming Senate passed a bill. They hope will keep Wyoming coal plants open, but the idea, it could cost you a lot of money. Senate file 142. I have a story for you up on the Wake Up Wyoming site that you can look at. Miss Mary will alert it out at some point. They would hope it would make it more difficult for utilities with this bill to close coal power plants. The bill pushes utilities to install carbon capture technology in the hopes of appeasing those who, no matter what, want to close all coal plants. Dave Johnson in Glenrock is slated for closure by 2027. Jim Bridger outside Rock Springs by 2037. Both plants operate by Rocky Mountain Power. So, okay, while this bill, well, we're going to sequester CO2. So let's say they did this then. It's a billion-dollar project easily. Now, who ends up paying for that? Not the coal companies. You do. Okay, Richard Garlish, Rocky Mountain Power Vice President, said the company serves its customers first, which means dispatching the most reliable, least expensive electricity to customers. At least that's what they would like to do. But that's not what you're going to get because they're being pushed toward wind and solar, which is very expensive and not reliable and not green and not sustainable. Garlish says he's not likely uh, to include carbon capture. He made the comparison of coal plants to cars. He said, we're not talking about putting mud flaps on cars. We're talking about putting sophisticated turbochargers on a 50-year-old vehicle, he said. Mr. Gardless testified that the proposal would muddy the waters and cost ratepayers, you, a lot of money because it's a billion-dollar project. The cost would be passed on to you. Switching to wind and solar, that's been shown to be less reliable and, again, less clean and green and et cetera, et cetera. We're looking for... Something to, I, I guess the lawmakers are the, trying to find something to appease people who cannot be appeased. It's not possible. There are people out there, again, who want coal, gas, and oil left in the ground. They don't want us using it at all. And so to say to them, and that's already been shown, which is why I don't know why the Wyoming legislative body, the, the Senate right now, has passed this bill. I've even talked to members over the years of the House and Senate who vote for stuff like this, and they will look me straight in the eye. I'll ask them, do you think CO2 is a pollutant and it's causing climate change, et cetera, et cetera? And they'll say no. Then why are you doing this? Well, we have to do something so these people don't shut us down. Well, how is that working? Because they want to shut us down whether we do this or not. So you're trying to get these companies to spend all of this money, which we'll end up as the ratepayers, we'll end up paying for this, to do something that's not going to help the end game at all. So, all right, here's a quote from Mr. Garlish, again, vice president of Rocky Mountain Power. I've been looking at the bill for two months, he said. I don't understand it. I don't really know what it means for my customers. And now we're going to amend it and put it in place, he said. I'm not sure what we're doing. He goes on to saying, I'm not sure what the amendments do to fix what we're doing. And so that's where the company is at right now. 
The bill passed the Senate. It's moving on to the House. So they're desperately trying in the Wyoming House and Senate to find some means of appeasing people like in the Biden administration. Your hardcore leftist cult of climate change. What can we do to appease these people? They don't care. They think it's all filthy energy and they want every bit of it kept in the ground. The only way to keep those reliable power plants open really is to defeat these people. Now, another way to do that, let's go back. I'll give you the good news because sometimes when I talk like this, people really get the idea that, oh, what was me? What was us? There's nothing we can do about it. It's over. We could end up here in America making the same mistakes that Europe did. But remember where Europe is going. Germany, the UK, for example, they closed down coal, gas, and oil. And they closed down they, they closed down their coal plants specifically. And it didn't work for them. They ended up with unreliable energy. Winter got too cold, summer got too hot. Unreliable energy didn't work. And they ended up turning their coal power plants back on again. The environmentalists can't stand this, but they needed reliable energy. And that we could end up going down the same. California did the same thing, remember. They tried to get away from coal power plants and natural gas power plants and then had energy shortages and high prices and ended up turning the gas plants back on. Bill is in Laramie. Hello, Bill. Hey, Glenn. Yes, sir. Hey, uh, my thoughts on this power plant issue um, and even our hydro generation plants, what we need to do is, is have a total shutdown like pick a date, shut them down for a week, and just shut everything off, and let's see what happens so yeah. we know what it's going to be like. Well, for those people who say, let's keep oil in the ground, we just got to get, like, you know, even Biden during his State of the Union address, oh, we'll use oil for the next 10 years. Okay, let's shut that off, because they think just gasoline. They just picture gasoline. They don't understand everything that petroleum is used for, or natural gas, or CO2 for that matter or coal. They don't understand all the products that come from that. If you shut it down, what happens to everything, not just transportation? Well, I think we're going to have to experience what a total shutdown is yeah. before they really realize it. Yeah. Um, and the other problem we got coming at us is they're causing everybody to not invest their right. money back into coal-fired power plants mm-hmm. or natural gas plants. And, and that's worse than anything because now nobody wants to invest and keep the plant up. Right. So why not stimulate it while the plant's still up and running? Yep. So that you don't let it go to heck and then decide, oh, my God, we got to rebuild this plant right away. All right, Bill. Thanks for calling. Bill and Laramie coming up on some news time right now. Right after news, look at your weather forecast. Hello, Crack and Casper. Jim is in Casper, too. I am right in Evansville. I'll answer your message in just a minute. Wake up, Wyoming. stimulating than that first cup of coffee this is am 1030 k2 radio Six thirty-six is the time wake up wyoming 
888-97 Woods, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. So Bill and Laramie, I understand, and I've, been, I've had people say that to me before. What if we just go ahead and give them a taste of what they're asking for and shut all of our energy down for a while? And the problem is, you know, that's not going to happen. They're, just, they're not going to do it. I like the idea, but they're just not going to do it. But instead, they will shut it down for us. That's why I said... In Europe, they try to go all wind and solar, and it didn't work out. They're turning on their coal plants again. And even in California, they try to go all wind and solar. It didn't work out. They turned on their natural gas plants again. Cowboy State Daily has an article up this morning. Why modern civilization isn't possible without organic fuels. They said fossil fuels. I'm correcting them. Wyoming map of... uh, carbon dioxide emissions in the state shows what one could expect to be the primary source of greenhouse gases, coal mines, coal fire power plants, oil refineries, airports. There's one exception. According to Climate Chase, the Laramie cement plant produces 7,000, uh, 792,000 tons of CO2, about the same as the Rapid City cement plant in South Dakota. Now, here again, we're going by the false assumption that CO2 is a pollutant and is causing a problem, but let's read on. While there are efforts to shut down coal fire power plants and replace them with non-carbon energy sources, which is also not possible, it would be virtually impossible to power a cement plant with wind and solar. Same is true of plastics, ammonia, steel, all necessary for modern civilization, all requiring the burning of organic fuels like coal. There's no credible path, no physical chemistry or energetics to significantly replace that kind of energy. According to Mark Mills, senior fellow of the Manhattan Institute, he talked with Cowboy State Daily about this. He is a distinguished professor, University of, also, oh, I'm sorry, a different professor here. Distinguished professor, University of Manitoba, explains in a new book, How the World Really Works that modern societies require the four pillars of civilization, cement, steel, plastics, ammonia. You have to have those things. In order to create them, you have to have enough energy, which is not created by wind and solar. Ammonia is the basis for all nitrogen fertilizers. Without the food produced for modern fertilizers, billions of people would starve. Plastics are found in everything. Computers, clothes, on and on it goes. Okay. Healthcare items. Uh, without steel, there would be no, uh, not just, well, a lot of buildings, cars, including electric vehicles. Cement is a key ingredient in concrete. Uh, humans have been using it for thousands of years. Without which there are no cities, no tunnels, no roads, no dams, no runways or ports or anything like that. There's simply no way to replace or make these materials without a high amount of energy output to make them. And you don't get that from a wind turbine or solar panel farm. According to Energy Information Administration, wind and solar combined produce more than 10% of the electricity in the U.S. by 2021, including other sources. Now, again, Cowboy State Daily says renewable sources. These are not renewable. The one thing I would love people to start doing is quit giving in on the language here and start start talking about this in real terms. Um, the, the numbers, however, 
are only for electricity, which amounts about 20% of total energy used. The rest energy consumed by the globe's population is used to power transportation and industry. So while the heat needed to power industry can be produced with electricity from wind and the sun, it's highly inefficient and oftentimes not providing enough. Mills said... There's only one problem. Governments would merely disguise the cost with tax increase and subsidies. An electric car battery is very inefficient way to store energy compared to the storing of gasoline or diesel fuel. But you can just subsidize the hell out of it and hide the inefficiencies, he says. Europe has gone much further in its pursuit of wind and solar energy than the U.S. and has done much more to restrict domestic production of organic fuels. After the Ukraine's invasion of Europe, that gave that made even more of a problem, but it already existed. Last month, Reuters reported that Germany, their industry, is paying 40% more for energy this year. That's their industries. That's passed on to you, the consumers. Other problems, it's not just inefficient to produce electricity or to create heat needed for heavy industry without going directly to things like coal and natural gas. You have to use hydrocarbons to manufacture certain things. It's the chemicals themselves that are important. Hydrocarbon is used to produce so many things. It's made from iron ore, which is an oxide, to get the iron out of the oxide. Steel plants are cooking coal, which produces carbon monoxide. The carbon monoxide, he explains, cleaves to the oxygen of the iron. To put it simply, it's not just the heat needed to make steel, but the chemical process that requires hydrocarbons. You cannot make what we make today without coal, gas, and oil. It's not possible. Don Day's got your weather forecast, an extended forecast for you. Morning, Larry. He's in Casper. Um, in a corny British voice, good morning, Glenn. How are you doing? I am already, oh my God. I'm going to have to read this in my head in a British accent. 6.43. This weather update. Live and local all across Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 6.49 is the time. Off to the icebox we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. Uh, Frank, I came across this interesting little map here. It shows the entire globe, the entire Earth, right? And it says here, congratulations to the United States on remaining the undefeated Super Bowl 50 championship, 57 to zero against other countries. Oh, wait a second. I see that was a clever opening and I don't hear Frank. Okay, you got that there, that there, that there. Okay, Frank, if you're over there, it's not on my end. I got everything perfectly lined up. So if you're unable to figure out what is the problem there, you might have to come over here. You see, I have this really clever opening. Here he comes. Really clever opening. It's all perfect. I drop a great line, and you can't answer me back okay. over there. 
50, okay. Yes, the, 57 the, the, the is 57 and 0. We haven't beaten that. No other country has beat are, the United States. You know what? And we're three, yeah. three for three or four for four shooting balloons, too. Sure. Yeah, that's we, good. We cannot be beat. So, so I played the 99 Red Balloon song this morning. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so... Any rioting after that? After no, I don't think no. so. I'm, uh, Kansas City, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, see, I didn't hear any rioting. I didn't hear climbing of light poles. Anything no, like that. In, no, in Philly, I haven't heard anything from there either. Okay, that's good to hear. So yeah, because just, normally Philly goes nuts. Sure, uh, whether they win or lose or not even play. There's cars turned over and on fire <laughs> at times. So th- we didn't have any of that this time. As far as I know, I'm not saying that there haven't been arrests out there, but we haven't had any of that. All righty, then here we go. Well. In the NFL, it was Super Bowl 57 last night. Certainly an exciting game as Kansas City beat Philadelphia 38-35 with a field goal with eight seconds to go. The game had some big-time plays, but the two biggest really, a fumble return for a touchdown by Kansas City's Nick Bolton. The other was a holding penalty on Philadelphia's James Bradbury on third down and eight with less than two minutes to go. Now, Bradbury said it was a hold. The rest of the world uh, thought the call was dubious at best, and that call gave the Chiefs a first down, and they melted the clock away and kicked the game-winning field goal. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes named the MVP, still playing on a sprained ankle. He was 21-27 for 182 yards, three touchdown passes without a turnover. The Chiefs have now won two Super Bowls in the last four years. Marcus Epps, former Wyoming Cowboy, had six tackles, was in on six tackles, four solo for the Eagles in their secondary. Women's college basketball from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowgirls held off the Air Force 62-56 to get to 17-8 overall and 10-4 and in Mountain West Conference play. Allison Furtick had 17 points for the Cowgirls. The team shot 55% from the floor. UW had 16 turnovers and they'll be on the road at New Mexico on Thursday. Wyoming Cowboys lost again. This time the Boise stayed on the road on Saturday night 75-63. The Broncos ran the Cowboys right off the floor in the first half as UW trailed by 18 at the intermission. Then Boise State shot 61% from the floor in the second half and out-rebounded the Cowboys 34-19 and 12-6 on the offensive glass. UW is a paltry 2-10 and in Mountain West Conference play and 17-7 and and 17 overall and they'll be at New Mexico tomorrow. Juco basketball, the Casper College team, swept Northwest DePaul on Saturday. The Tiber women, 17th in the country, beat Paul 85-46. The Casper men uh, beat uh, Paul 98-65, so they are 20-5 and on the year. Both of the Casper College teams will host Central Wyoming on Wednesday. The L-Trip teams from Cheyenne split with Central Wyoming on Saturday. The women improved the 17-8 with an 84-51 win over, uh, cent- over Central Wyoming, but the Golden Eagle men lost to Central they're, um, 78-65, so they're 13-10. Both L-Triple-C teams will be at Western Wyoming and Rock Springs coming up on Wednesday. Did you pick the correct team this time? No, I did not. Okay, of course. This, oh. is, this is what I this is this is what I did predict. I predicted yeah. the Eagles to win by three on the last uh-huh. play of the game. And yeah. the Chiefs won by three on the second to the last play of the game. Okay, okay. But you did get this right though. The two teams were going to go at each other. Yeah, there, it was going to be a great game. It was pretty. It was really. It was a yeah. really good game. I mean, that one officiated that one holding call at the end. I'm like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Even when the player says, you know, it was a hold, everyone like, come on, let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. You're at the end of the game here. Let it yeah. go. Unless you take the guy's head off. Let it go. Okay. All right. Thanks. Well, you had a good time anyway. Oh, I had a great okay. time. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. You and I get back into it again. 7 o'clock hour. Wake up when.
this is man. Whatever you think, just go ahead. White. said to me, yeah, but they're communists, they're red. Yeah, I know, but they're really white up there. You know, even Canada shot down one for us, so that's four altogether that we have. And still haven't got any information as to what these things are, what they're trying to do. My theory is China launched a bunch of them all at once, and they're just now getting here. Okay, but what exactly they're for, we haven't decided yet, hadn't figured out, or haven't been told yet what we think they're for. In fact, the one that was shot down over Alaska, they're still trying to get, it's Alaska, you know. They're still trying to get to it to find out what exactly it is and what the Chinese are doing. So we're looking. But if you have an idea of what you think the Chinese are up to, what you think they're doing, I will take either the most whacked out conspiracy theory that you have or just an answer that you know is completely wrong. That's why I liked earlier this morning, I was telling people there's, and this is a great meme. When I first look at the picture, it's from the driver's side of the car heading down a road. And it looks like up in the blue sky, one of these Chinese balloons. But the guy writes, I followed this Chinese balloon for two hours, then realized it was bird poop on my windshield. Okay, that or the Michelin man, you tell me. White. So several ways that you can go ahead and give us the wrong answers to what these things are. Use the Wake Up Wyoming app and type your answer. Send it to us. Or call me or just talk to Miss Mary if you want to. 888-97-WOODS. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Okay, next story up. I wanted to get away from real news for just a bit. Sometimes these things are off the radar screen, like the one I'm about to tell you. And what I like about it being off the radar screen is it's when I read this, you're going to look at me and look at your radio and think, well, obviously I'm just pulling your leg, right? But it gives us an idea into the thought process of some really whacked out people across the world who should never be taken seriously. And if for some reason they are taken seriously. And we end up making policy and changes to our laws based on garbage like this. So woke, that right there, that the first word there tells you there's something wrong. Woke biologist. Woke is now the new word for stupid. I say that because I was on YouTube a while back and I was typing in the word woke to see what I got. And there was some a, a whole bunch of YouTube channels where they made fun of woke people. And so many of the videos that I saw had nothing to do with woke as a philosophy. It had to do with 
just a stupid person saying or doing something completely idiotic, and so they were called woke. So woke is the new stupid, even to the point that people who claimed to be woke a while ago now want to find some other word for it because woke is now the new stupid. Instead of calling someone stupid, you call them woke. Woke biologists claim now that even wild animals are suffering from the effects of systemic racism. So this is your whole critical race theory thing. No, don't look at your radio. You heard that right. I'm not pulling your leg. Here's the story. One of the most diabolically clever notions the left has ever devised in order to advance its Marxist agenda, this author says, has been systemic racism. Systemic racism is everywhere and nowhere and requires no evidence or actual discrimination. You just got to accuse somebody of it, right? If followed to its logical conclusion, it's the implementation of an unentitled number of wealth confiscation, redistribution schemes. It's so useful that experts keep finding it in more and more places, and the more they look, the more absurd it gets. Their audience, after all, hardcore leftists who are allegedly accustomed to swallowing absurd scheme, uh, claims on an industrial scale. And so is the latest claim that even wild animals are suffering from the effects of the all-pervasive systemic racism. The UK's Daily Mail. Now, remember, when I told you sometime back that um, snow was a thing of the past, it was a climatologist who said we, back in 2000, snow was a thing of the past. And it was the UK Daily Mail who took the story seriously and republished it. They said Saturday that scientists, let's put that in quote too, scientists, infallible high priests of the left secular religion, never to be questioned, are regarded with the or regarded with the slightest degree of skepticism, claim that there are fewer wild animals in neighborhoods where people of color live. Yeah, and that they're see when I first saw this, so animals are racist. So in other words, a squirrel of this color looks at a squirrel of that color, and it's, no. Their claim is there are fewer wild animals where people of color live, and their absence is affecting residents' mental health. Yeah, this is violence against racial minorities, you know, because there's not enough squirrels in those neighborhoods, for example. It seems that, I have put this in quotes again, a research study that looked into the genetic diversity of wildlife in neighborhoods across the United States found that government rules previously mandated separation of neighborhoods based on race is still having a lingering effect. And inevitably, the study suggests that areas where most white people live have a greater diversity of animals living in the area. This is what they're claiming. The pseudo-intellectual rubbish was actually published in the National Academy of Sciences, which the Daily Mail says is a peer-reviewed scientific journal. Once again, in my mind, doing damage to the whole idea of what peer-reviewed is supposed to mean. 
So that means that woke professors examined this idiotic work and found it acceptable. So, yeah, if you live in a neighborhood where there's not that many squirrels or rabbits or other things like that, it's probably because of systemic racism. Okay, so as ridiculous as that is, the study claims that the practice of, um, well, it essentially drove the practice of separation of the races. We're going way back essentially drove woodland creatures from minority neighborhoods, leading to negative effect on the mental and physical health and well-being of minority residents. Most commonly used in the 20th century, this practice on racial and ethnic discrimination involved financial institutions, insurance companies, and other businesses drawing lines on a map as to who was going to live where, Fair Housing Act, stuff like that. So businesses say that wildlife suffered the effects of systemic racism and moved to areas where basically it was easier for them to live. Camilla Harris up here, yes, you're vice president at NASA's Goddard Space Flight Center, where she interrupted a presentation to ask if NASA could measure trees in the cause of environmental justice. I remember that video. The video showed the NASA presenter discussing climate adaptation strategies. And your vice president asked, can you measure uh, trees? And the presenter responded, well, yes. She plowed on, because part of that data that you're referring to is environmental justice that you can also track by race, their averages, the average number of trees in a neighborhood where people live. See, that's tree equality there. <laughs> Let them keep talking. The more they talk, the more ridiculous they get, the easier they are to defeat. Because people who normally would agree with this nonsense, it gets so absurd. Even people who want to agree with this nonsense can't anymore. 717's a time. Wake up, Wyoming. Soggy morning porch paper. You need Wake Up, Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. is the time to wake up, Wyoming. Okay, get some answers here. I, news top of the hour started with what these balloon things are what they're carrying what exactly are they what have our fighter pilots been shooting down four four objects have been shot down so far what are they so i thought well wrong answer only please so larry and casper stay puffed marshmallow man farts i can go with that Rianne for danger the balloons are of american origin and they are preparing us for the fake alien invasion or maybe it's alien balloons lost by sad little alien kids you know, losing their advanced balloons and jim and laramie says trap clay uh, trap clay pigeons that could possibly be true now in the meantime i was talking about how a group of scientists studied and found out that if you go into minority, what is wrong with my mouth this morning? Minority neighborhoods, you find that there's less wildlife. And that's because of systemic racism. 
well. Most people wondered if he had given up on crime fighting, but he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Social justice warrior. Was he in training? Had some evil villain captured him and held him against his will? Or was he just hiding in his parents' basement because of COVID? Yeah, whatever. Now, the latest episode of Social Justice Warrior. As he goes after average white guy caught in another act of racism. Take off all those masks. I can't understand you. <laughs> I can't breathe in these things. I've got you now, average white guy. Hey, where have you been? Oh, hiding in my apartment from COVID. You mean in your parents' basement? Well, yeah. But I see you wearing a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt. That's racist. I don't know how you're going to sell that. Sell it? I've already bought it. What's that? It's my race card. Looks kind of worn down. I use it every chance I get. You'd be surprised how useful it is. Well, I have a payment app here on my phone. Just swipe. Your card's been declined. Uh, that's not possible. It's unlimited. Apparently not. It says you're over your limit. You've used this thing on just about everything, haven't you? Helps me cut to the front of the line at Starbucks. Got cash? I had stimulus money, but... Spent it all at Starbucks? Have you seen the prices of lattes these days? Inflation's a bitch, isn't it? Don't say it. Let's go, Brandon. How will social justice warrior fight crime without his race card? And how will he cut to the front of the line at Starbucks? Does this mean the end of social justice warriors' superpowers? Tune in next time for another episode of Social Justice Warrior. So I get a message here from Don in Laramie. The purpose of peer-reviewed, since we're talking science, that shows that animals are being racist against minorities. He said the purpose of peer review is to promote and protect the dogma, which I can completely agree with. But there's also another thing when it comes to why I keep throwing it up in air quotes, science. Like, don't you believe the science? Yeah, okay. Take a look at what we believe today, things that we know to be true today. Okay. Let's assume the human race survives another thousand years, which I can see perfectly fine. We come back. We'll, we'll jump in a time machine and go a thousand years from now and we'll take a look at what scientists are saying. Do you think it's going to be the same? Probably not. It's probably going to change quite a bit. Things that we knew were true today that turn out not to be true later when we have more information. Oh, God. Miss Mary sends me this. Hang on, Miss Mary. I think I have time to grab this and open it all the way up. It's another squirrel story here. You see... I've had a theory that squirrels are evil. Just like, you know, the whole birds aren't real thing. A squirrel, a, sorry, a squad of drug-sniffing squirrels is training to join China's police. Yeah, instead of drug-sniffing dogs, it's going to be drug-sniffing squirrels. That according to the Washington Post. Well, okay, why not? Now, I wonder when the squirrels find the drugs. These are not exactly like dogs. A dog finds the drugs, and the dog starts to bark and point, and it's trained to react right there. There's your drugs. That's what you had me sniffing for. What does the squirrel do? Chatter? Does it point? Does it flick its tail around? How do you know? 
Or does the squirrel partake of the drugs and start acting squirrely? How would you know if a squirrel was acting squirrely? My sister says the hot air balloons are large marshmallows that floated away and expanded from a s'mores party. I'll go with that. That's what the hot air... I keep saying hot air balloons. That's what these balloons are, according to my sister. I can buy that totally. Okay, what we're doing here, just so you know, the balloons that we've shot down so far that have come from China, the question is being asked by the media, what are they? And I am all about figuring that out. So please, wrong answers only. Well, I'm having more fun with the wrong answers than I am with the right answer. That way, when we finally do find out what the right answer is, we don't take it so seriously because we've spent all day long working on the wrong answers. Do you know what I'm doing here? A little reverse psychology thing going? Coming up on some local news. Update on your weather forecast right after that. And you and I get back into it again. 888 Woods phone number. Oh, sister dear, by the way, big cold front moving into the area. I've got Don Day coming on at 745 to talk about that. And somebody wants to ask me or wants me to ask Don Day about how those balloons are actually getting here. So I'll ask him that. Let's wake up Wyoming. Here's on AM 1030 K2 Join the show at 97 Wood. Alaska. So. White. some more answers coming in. I was asking the news all over. Not Fox News top of the hour, other news organizations all over. What exactly are these things? So I said, okay, let's do what exactly are these things. Wrong answer only. TC, Queens Creek. Good morning, Glenn. This is Tim Carl from Queens Creek, Arizona. My wife and I very much enjoy your show. Thank you very much for that. Although this balloon business is low-hanging fruit for comedy. Actually, it's... Uh, Quite concerning that the Chinese are testing our air defense system. Carrying EMP devices can penetrate far enough in to do the job. I'm beginning. Uh, I'm being quite serious. He says, "Our air defense is really geared toward jet aircraft and missiles. This could be a prelude to causing enough chaos here at home, in order to." severely hurt our capabilities to help Taiwan with the invasion there. Also, point out, hang on, it just disappeared on me here. Uh, I hate it when it does that. Here we go. Okay. Also, by the way, we are seriously considering moving to Wyoming. When my wife and I retire two and three years, unfortunately, Arizona is pretty much uh, set to go the way of Colorado. Okay. We're happy to have you here. We do have a Wyoming citizenship oath upon your arrival. So get, get with me when you're ready to move so we can have your you raise your right hand and so on. Tristan and Casper, someone fed their cows bubblegum to try and catch the gases. Oh, so these are methane balloons, but they weren't fast enough 
grabbing the bubble. I like that one. I'm going with Tristan so far. These are methane balloons. They were trying to capture cow farts. Kevin and Wheatland, as Joe Biden secured the border effectively, Red China has turned to smuggling their fentanyl by balloons. Okay, see? Hang on, Kevin. You're going to make me play it again. No, not that one. This one here. Jenkins and the boss. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Jenkins, the airline has screwed up again, and I'm stranded in Mexico. Sir, I am so sorry. How can I help? Oh, well, I need you to pick me up when I land. I hired a guy to fly me up in a balloon. Sir, well, I don't think that's a good idea. Why not? They let that balloon fly all the way across the country. I just want to get across the border. Sir, there are a lot more trigger-happy about balloons this week. Why would they care? I'm coming across the southern border. They don't care about anyone else coming that way into the U.S. I hate to tell you this, but you're an old, rich, white guy. They would probably shoot you down for that alone, much less crossing the border. What if I identify as a refugee? Will it be a white balloon? Pinata-colored. They'll be expecting candy when it explodes or... Fentanyl. Or fentanyl. Okay. Well, see, that, that's where I, I can agree with that. Probably just trying to drop fentanyl over the top of the border over here. Although, I like the idea a whole lot better. They were trying to capture cow farts, methane, to save the planet. And as, well, you've, we've talked about this before. They want to put something over the cow's rear end. We'll basically insert a hose up there. And there's pictures of this invention, too. This is an actual invention. And then put this big uh, clear plastic bag, sort of tie it somehow to the cow's back. And as the cow outgasses, it fills up the bag. Therefore, we've captured the outgassing, saving the planet from climate change. What if those balloons are getting away and drifting high up into the atmosphere, and that's what we're mistakenly White. shooting down. It's all over, and I'm standing pretty in this dust that I could find a souvenir just to prove the world was here. And here is a White. get a hold of Don Day to talk about the real weather forecast, and one listener wanted to ask him about how those balloons are traveling so far up there. I'll see if I can get him to answer that. Let's wake up Wyoming. This wake up Wyoming mobile app. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 7.48 is the time. It's wake up Wyoming. Off we go to talk to Don Day from Day Weather. Uh, Don, to all of the technology that you have that you use to predict the weather. I'm gonna add one, Miss Mary. She regularly and accurately predicts cold weather that she can feel before it gets here. I totally believe it. Okay, can we just hook her up? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Tell, tell her she'll be permanently attached to wires. Yeah, it just sounds fine by me. Okay. So now, as long <laughs> as the wires are warm, she'll be happy. Look, uh, this has actually been a really nice weekend, relatively speaking. A bit on the breezy side for some people, but we get out of this. So, how long until what cold weather and how much snow does it bring with us? 
Well, it's going to certainly change very quickly beginning tomorrow. We're going to have another decent day today. It'll be a lot like what we had over the weekend, so which was pretty darn nice, especially Saturday. But uh, we do have a, a very complicated scenario. We've got a storm system over Arizona and New Mexico today and tonight that'll stay well to our south. But to our north and west, there's a very strong Canadian cold front that's going to be moving into Montana, Panhandle of Idaho today. And then overnight and by early tomorrow morning, this front will be moving across northern Wyoming. We've got winter storm watches in effect for basically the whole northern half of the state. So you go along Interstate 90, Sundance to Gillette to Sheridan, then over to Cody and Powell, down to, to Moreland. All those areas are under a winter storm watch uh, for early tomorrow morning through Wednesday morning. That front going to bring several inches of snow and very cold areas of temperatures to the northern part of the state. That surge of cold air is going to bring snow also down into the central part of the state. So Lander, Riverton, yes, Casper, uh, over to Douglas, over to the Lusk area. The snow won't be as heavy as the northern part of the state will see, but there'll be a few inches of snow. And boy, is it going to get cold again. Now, the southern part of the state, Glenn, is kind of in between systems. The, the front coming in from the north and then another storm that will move across Colorado on Wednesday. So this change in the weather will affect the entire state, but the heavier snow will be in the central and northern counties. Okay, and how does all of this weather moving in affect the direction of Chinese balloons? <laughs> well, you know, yeah. they fly high above uh -huh. the weather. So they're, they're, yeah. they're going to – I probably shouldn't comment on No, that. okay. Well, I just thought I'd toss it out there because, you know, inquiring minds. Thank you, Don. That's okay. Off we go. Oh, I pushed the wrong one over there. I got to tell you, Frank, before I get into this, I had one of those nights – where I kept dreaming that I wasn't getting any sleep. See, I'm still hitting the wrong button over here. I'm supposed to go to the icebox. You ever have one of those? It's every day. Yes, okay. I dreamt all night long that I wasn't getting any sleep, and now my brain is just mush. It just really is. So did you get any sleep? I don't know. Do you, my, do you my, remember your dreams? My dreams were very bizarre, and they were all about me not getting any sleep. Okay, is there a, if there's somebody with a DR period out there listening, that please would be great. Give, yeah. give us a call here. Yeah, okay, let's do sports. All righty, in the National Football League, Super Bowl 57 last night in Arizona, certainly exciting. Kansas City beat Philadelphia 38-35 with a field goal with eight seconds to go. Game had some big-time plays, but maybe the two biggest, a fumble return for a touchdown by Kansas City's Nick Bolton in the first half. The other was a holding penalty on Philadelphia's James Bradbury with less than two minutes to go when the Chiefs had third down and eight. Bradbury said it was a hold. The rest of the world thought, maybe not. And that called gave the Chiefs the first down, then they melted the clock away and then kicked a game-winning field goal. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes, the MVP, still playing on a sprained ankle, went 21-27 for 182 yards and three touchdown passes without a turnover. The Chiefs has now won two Super Bowls in the last four. For Philadelphia, former Wyoming Cowboy Marcus Epps was on was in on six tackles in the secondary and made four solo tackles. Women's college basketball from over the weekend, the Wyoming Cowgirls, Held off the Air Force 62-56 to get the 17-8 and overall. 10-4 and four Mountain West play. Allison Furtick had 17 points for the Cowgirls. That team shot 55% from the floor. UW had 16 turnovers, but they will be uh, on the road at New Mexico coming up on Thursday. The Wyoming Cowboys lost again. This time the Boise stayed on the road on Saturday, 75-63. The Broncos ran the Cowboys off the floor in the first half as UW trailed by 18 at the intermission. Boise State shot 61% from the floor in the second half. They out-rebounded the Cowboys 34-19 and 12-6 
six on the offensive glass. UW's lost 10 of 12. They're 2 and 10 in Mountain West play, 7 and 17 overall. They'll be at New Mexico tomorrow. In junior college basketball, the Casper College team swept Northwest of Paul on Saturday. The T-Board women ranked 17th in the country, beat Paul 85-46 to get to 23 and 3 on the year. Casper had four players in double figures in that game. Casper College men beat Paul 98 to 65 on Saturday. Jamison Epps and Darius Robinson with 20 each for the T-Birds. The Casper College teams will host Central Wyoming on Wednesday. The All Triple C basketball teams from Cheyenne split their games with Central on Saturday. The All Trip women improved the 17 and 8 with an 84-51 win, and the Eagle men, the Golden Eagle men, dropped the 13 and 10 with a 78-65 um, loss to Central. Both L Triple C teams will be in Rock Springs on Wednesday to beat Western Wyoming. And that's in sports. I just want to point out my sister on a regular basis, almost always gets the Super Bowl pick correct. Really? But of course, she looks at which uniform she thinks are the nicest. Oh. And that's it. You, on the other hand, take a look at all the data, statistics. And, and I so get it wrong. Run your calculations. Yeah, and get it wrong. So <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point out, maybe you should just go to what whatever my sister thinks is the best-looking uniform. Do that from now on. Yeah, I go used, to Vegas and place your money. I used to bet on horse races that way, too. See? You know, oh, the, ride, the guy on the red, take him. Yeah. How'd you do? Uh, yeah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> wake up, Wyoming. Six of the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. I Hang on to that phone number, 888-97-WOODS. Get back to the open phone thing in just a minute or so from now. Meantime, and I'll get back to the balloons. You guys are driving me some great answers here on what these things are. Because the news, the news keeps asking the question, what exactly are these balloons? The last few that came in were at about 20-some thousand feet. And whatever they were hauling was not as big as the one that was at 60,000 feet that started this whole thing. And I asked you guys, what are they? Okay, wrong answers only. And we got some really good wrong answers. Ms. Mary is actually building a list of everything right now. Get back to that. Meantime, Super Bowl happened, right? And of course, if the Super Bowl is happening, there are those people on the intolerant left who can't stand the idea of you or anybody else having a good time. That includes googly eyes Ocasio-Cortez. Or, as I like, it's always a struggle. I think what I'll just do from now on is just play them both. She has her own intro song, of course. There's that one, but then of course there's also, I think, probably one of my favorites. I never play the whole thing, but it goes on for quite a while. But if you know the actor Marty Feldman and those bizarre eyes, think Young Frankenstein, then this song makes complete sense to you. 
those are the two googly eye songs that I'll always open with. Maybe sometimes I'll break up the order of which I play first. So first off, Elon Musk, billionaire, Rupert Murdoch, billionaire, were seen watching the Super Bowl together. And of course, they're up in one of those really expensive box seats and they have friends with them. And they're up there enclosed in glass and all that watching the Super Bowl. Does not take much to trigger those on the left. Story in front of me says camera captured Musk sitting with Murdoch at the State Farm Stadium Sunday as the Super Bowl broadcast came back from a commercial. The big game was on Fox this year. Also in the spot was Murdoch's girlfriend and his daughter. Quote, well, we've got some brilliant minds in that photo. Rupert Murdoch, Elizabeth Murdoch, Elon Musk, the announcer said. Rupert pays our checks, too, so that's always good. Yeah. And then here's a guy, Dash, Dash Dabowski. I don't know who that is. There's an extremist left's outrage meltdown, basically. So there's this guy. Elon Musk is at the Super Bowl with Rupert Murdoch, two non-American right-wing billionaires who use their money and power to help fascists win elections. Yeah, see, that not a single word of that is true, but okay, let's move on. Let's see. Uh, decoding Fox News is this person's Twitter account address. The announcers call Elon Musk and Rupert Murdoch brilliant, then immediately declare why they're called, they call Murdoch brilliant. Good to know the owner of his platform is hobnobbing with the head of a right-wing propaganda machine. Politically independent, a right-wing propaganda machine. So I guess she means Twitter. Hmm? Twitter, okay. Well, that used to be a left-wing propaganda machine, but now they allow free speech. So that's a right-wing propaganda? Okay. Eventually, googly eyes Cortez, Ocasio-Cortez, has to step in. Birds of a feather flock together, she said. And see, the whole, the whole thing played increasingly criticism... Oh, uh, this has to do with stop hitting on me. I'm I'm really shy. She's the one who every time someone criticizes her, she just says, you just want to date me. Eventually, U.S. Representative Ocasio-Cortez couldn't keep her eyes off Musk. Social media user reminded her once again that the billionaire has no interest in her whatsoever. So someone wrote, give it up. She's not going to date you. Uh, here's another one. Elon Musk hangs out with Kevin McCarthy and Rupert Murdoch, so it's time for the New York Times to do another story about how impossible it is to tell his political stance. Another one. Rupert Murdoch and Elon Musk at the Super Bowl, the princes of darkness meet. See, the, these people just can't handle it. That there's people that are this successful and having that much of a good time. But hang on. Let's get back to googly eyes. So she apparently is watching the Super Bowl, and she sees a commercial. She criticizes Super Bowl ads, saying Jesus would not fund commercials to make fascism look good. Fas Why do they keep thinking that we're fascist? Well, I can answer that, but they, they don't understand what fascism really is. Well, but hang on. Let's get over to the phones real quick, and I'll get back to that. Jess is in Colorado on the Super Bowl. Morning, Jess. Yeah, this is Jess from Julesburg, Glenn. Yes, sir. Um, I'm like your sister. I picked the winner 
because uh, the white and red uniforms looked great. Yeah. And that halftime was terrible. Oh, you think so? Okay. Uh, it was a waste of my time to even look at it. I don't know. Yeah. I would have to say this, because you, how old are you, Jess? 78. Okay. I think here's part of the problem here, because I'm in my 50s, right? <laughs> There was a time, there was a time I remember my parents watching and the Super Bowl halftime show would come around and it was rock and roll. But my parents were from the big band era and they just didn't get it. And I think, because I tried to, I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I tried to watch part of the halftime show and I didn't make it past a minute. And I think it's mainly because I had to look at it and think, I think it's mainly because this is a different generation and we don't get it, which makes us, Jess, I hate to do this to both of us, yeah. a couple of old yeah. fuddy-duddies. Well, that's right. Yeah, okay. I, I'm from back when the dinosaurs were. And, yeah. Uh, my mom okay. and dad was Glenn Miller and all things, white, silver, sands, all those that's kind right. of yeah. Yeah. Uh, deals associated with it. Well, you have a great day, Glenn. Right, it's always you, great right. to talk to you. I listen it. to you all the time. Well, thank and you much. By the yeah. way, Mary is a great gal. Oh, yes, she is. Yeah. She's she's cold. Okay. Someone send her another space heater. She needs more. No, actually, no, wait. Scratch that. If Mary had any more space heaters trying to keep her warm back there, she would start blowing fuses and circuit breakers in this old building. So forget that. Just forget I said it. Okay, so... Every so often, I hear, this is Googly Eyes Cortez saying that, well, you know, watching the Super Bowl, a bunch of fascists, you know. Okay, let's take a look at what fascism really was, because oftentimes you hear them on the left say right-wing fascists. Fascism, which is also what the Nazis were, is left-wing. They call it Nazi, National Socialist Workers' Party, Nazi. Okay. And the first thing they did when they got into power, the fascists, even the ones in Italy, the first thing they did was they got rid of guns, universal health care. They nationalized most businesses. So if you owned a business, no, you didn't. It was run by the government. Okay. The conservatism is limited government and big-time personal freedom. It's the opposite of that. And yet they keep calling it fascist. Now, who really wants fascism in America? I would point to someone like Googly Eyes and many of her leftist friends on Twitter and say, you guys, because you want government to nationalize every business. You want no guns, universal health care. You want to nationalize every business so nobody really owns a business. They just run it while the government and the people they say the people controls it, but really the government does. That's what fascism is. And yet, they love to point at other people who are just successful capitalists and call them fascists. One time when Googly Eyes was in her kitchen, you know, the one with the gas stove, and she was whispering into the camera as she was doing some live thing on social media, and she was saying, most people don't know what capitalism is. And I thought, um, googly eyes, you don't know what capitalism is, and you don't know what a fascist is. Yes, she thinks she's the smartest person in the room. She's the craziest girlfriend. What? No, I'm not. She's the craziest girlfriend. That's a sexist term. She's the craziest girlfriend. Can you guys stop singing for just a second? She's so broken inside. 
situation's a lot more nuanced than that. Admit it, you were hoping somebody would say that. This is Wyoming Travelers. Make your voice heard at 888-97-WOODS. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Eight twenty one is the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Corey is in Nebraska. Hey, Corey, we're at Nebraska. Just curious. He said, I heard the other day when they say far right, it means right so far. Oh, okay. Right. I see what my main complaint about when I hear people on the left say some of the things, and I hear some people on the right too mischaracterize, but to intentionally twist the language to get the result that you want to lie about what words mean in order to try and win the argument. I, I've seen this a lot. When I'll just redefine the word, that way I win. Yeah. Then we spend time telling people that's not exactly what that word means. Right. Well, in fact, now that I mention this, let me see if I can find it real quick. Uh, and I probably won't. I'll probably have to move on and pick it up in just a moment. But... Uh, Let's see. There's a, a spot that I have here, a, a fake bit that I created a while ago that talks about healthcare being a right. Oh, I know where I put this. Hang on. I got it here. And it actually is a bit that had to do with guns. Now, I often tell people healthcare is not a right. I hear that argument all the time. Well, it is, too, a right. No, a right is not a product or a service that you get for free from the government. You're twisting the meanings of those words. And for those people who say to me, well, yes, it is, well, okay, I'll take my free gun Did now. you hear? The government is giving away free guns. Yes, free guns. Gun manufacturers around the nation will be mandated to give every citizen a free gun with ammunition. As you know, the U.S. Constitution states that you have a right to bear arms. And since we've been told that anything that is a right, like health care, is given to you by the government for free, then that must mean that soon you'll be able to pick up your free gun. And since free contraceptives are also a right, then that means you get free bullets to Yes, right now, the U.S. government is borrowing money from China and future generations and raising taxes on the mega wealthy just to make sure that you get your free gun guaranteed under the Constitution. Because now, anything that's a right in this country is given to you for free. Health care is a right, and you have the right to bear arms. It's your right. So let's get to the open phones thing. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. And by the way, AAA 97 Woods, the phone number 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. At any time, uh, you can also text me by using the Wake Up Wyoming app. So real quick, head on over to the first call of the morning here because... 
Over there in the Mills, Wyoming area is Jude. Sorry I missed your house, Jude. I was looking for it. I couldn't find it. Oh, are you kidding? You go to the stop sign there and then look to your left and look for all the cars in the horizon Wait, which stop sign? There's a lot of stop signs in Mills. No, no, zero road. Oh, on zero road. Okay, okay, I'll I'll take zero road next time. Yeah, I definitely did not take zero road. Okay, what were you calling about? Okay, first off, um, that's Winnie the Pooh's balloon. Yes, (laughs) I can believe it. And secondly, uh, I, I was sorry to see that crossover voting died. Yeah. Um, I was happy to see Interstate 80 toll dies mm-hmm. and Medicaid expansion died. Right. And then um, I wanted to tell you a little bit about Kate. I went and videoed it. It's uh, Casper Alcova irrigation this weekend. And they spent the first hour talking about a new pumping station used for Seminole to... Uh, Suck water out of the out of the seminal, run it uphill, generate electricity, and then send it off to California. Right. So the, the little slick willy guy that presented this uh, was quite slick because uh, I didn't see any reason why that should be at the meeting to begin with. Um, they also were talking about smart meters, and they want to cut you from three um, three cuts of a down to one. They want to put meters on your irrigated land and some people were okay with it um i however told them i said oh, look at california and what's happened out there once they put meters on uh raisin growers had to quit ra- raising a lot of raisins on extra land and that's just the beginning of it this was to me a delphi meeting they were trying to get our location and they kept using the word stakeholders and smart meters and smart water and Whenever you hear any of that, you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, they, they kept saying, okay, well, we want to hear from you. And then it was, well, we'll hear from you, but shut up. We don't want to hear yeah. from you. Well, and because as soon as people the smart started asking one, questions, they told them to shut up. Basically. The smart one is always to me the same whenever I hear sustainable. I know I'm in for the same garbage. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and this system seems to be going to be hooking up to 280 solar panels. Um, and, oh, they also claimed that there was chemicals in the water in the ditches so the kids and kids can't play in the water that comes down through irrigation. I'd like to know what chemicals are in the water and if my horse or something's going to die from it. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was just totally one big old cluster to me. It didn't make any sense. Their voting seems to be all weirded out. And their bylaws, 27 pages of absolute, I don't know who wrote this, but they need to be smacked upside the head. Right. There's a story that, well, here's one for you, though. There's a story, and I touched on it on Friday, but I want to spend a little more time on it this week. So there's a worry, according to one of the news organizations in Wyoming. How is it that we can have a legislative session and so many bills are just killed and never make it to the floor? And they act as if that's a bad thing. I think... We have a good thing in Wyoming that our legislative body has a time limit on it. So most of what they try to introduce dies a horrible death. Yeah, and and the flip side to that would be uh, maybe these guys made a lot of promises to get into office and knew they would not ever follow through. Right. Yeah. You know, so there's two sides to that coin you can All look right. at. Thank you, Judy. Right, you know, anything that doesn't pass is always good. 
All right. Thank you, Judy. No, I like getting it. I, I like it when a legislative body gets as little done as possible. That's fewer laws that we have to deal with. So thank you to Corey in Nebraska, Rhiannon Fort Danger, Blue Eyes and Douglas, Jude in Casper, TC in Queens Creek. That's Arizona, by the way. My sister's in Lake Wills, Florida. Grandpa Rich in Thermopolis. True Dog in Cheyenne. Ietty John is in Granite Canyon. Dustin is in Casper. Kevin is in Wheatland. JW in Guernsey. Don in Laramie. And the list goes on. These are people who are sending me notes off the Wake Up Wyoming app, by the way. Open up your app. It's free to download at your app store. Look at the toolbar that runs across the middle. Hit the chat button. Send me a text. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It's on air, online, that have and just on the said, Wake Up Wyoming mobile too app. Far be part of the and show at 888-97-WOODS. They're not ever going K2 to Radio. vote with you Republicans, but they can't vote for the extremists. All right. New Hampshire. Students protest urinal ban in the bathrooms. Yeah. This is all about the whole gender debate here, right? Story says dozens of students walked out of their New Hampshire school after the district banned urinals. A compromise to a proposal that would have blocked children from using facilities based on their gender identity. Remember, gender identity is not reality. Just keep that in mind, but okay. The school board decided a few days before the Friday walkout to prohibit students at Milford Middle School and Milford High School from using urinals or shared spaces in locker rooms. The ban in a town of about 15,000 people, roughly 35 miles from Concord, New Hampshire, the capital, was a accumulation of a long debate about the district rules about bathroom and use of gender identity. District procedures say students can access the bathroom that corresponds to what they identify as. That procedure still applies, but a proposal that came before the school board called for no longer allowing students to use bathrooms and locker rooms based on their identity. Board members said, one board member said, he proposed a new restriction on bathrooms as part of a compromise. Quote, I want to be clear, it was a compromise to both sides of the issue. I was out into effect last week. See, under the new policy, the maximum occupancy for each bathroom and locker room will be capped at the number of stalls it contains. It also prevents students from using shared changing areas. The students demonstrated for about 45 minutes after the walkout, some held signs, at least one said, we want urinals. Republicans, the story says, across the country have been pushing anti-transgender legislation while New Hampshire bans discrimination based on gender identity in housing, employment, and public accommodation. State lawmakers are considering legislation that says public entities are capable of differentiating between male and female sexes in athletic competitions, criminal incarceration, privacy, and so on. Okay. This was all reported from a news organization in Portland, Maine that brought that to you. So 
Okay, so we're just not going to allow urinals anymore. Just no more. We'll just go ahead and do it that way. This is where I've said before, so you let crazy be crazy. Just let them go ahead and do this. Now, what this has led to, things like this, is not just people moving out of the school district, which is one of the reasons why, even here in the state of Wyoming, I'm in favor of school vouchers, but anywhere you can. So that way, if a parent sees this going on in the school and they can't change it, they try to show up to the board meetings, they can't seem to get the board rotated out and more reasonable people put in there. They, they just can't seem to change anything. So let them go to a different school then. Rather than putting up with this nonsense or insanity, get them out of this insanity and let the parent decide where they want the, the kid to go to school. Parents who want this, you can send your kid to that school. Parents who don't want this, go somewhere else. And that's part of the reason also that we have a lot of people moving from state to state. There has been quite a bit of separation in America over the past few years of people just having had enough of their state. Well, in fact, we have a friend of ours down in Arizona who just sent me TCs in Queens Creek in Arizona. And he says that he uh, and his wife, they're talking about maybe in a few years, and what is it, TC, retirement then, that they might want to move up to Wyoming because Arizona is becoming, well, it's becoming like Colorado. Now, a lot of that is because of the number of people who have left, you guessed it, places like California. You knew that was coming. And they moved to another state, but then they kept voting the same way. But there's a flight. There are people who are fleeing to various states. So if you're thinking more and more states are just going purple or even blue, there have been a few places that have done that, yeah. But there's also flight. More and more places have gone just really dark red because there seems to be a separation where there are people who have fought within their community and finally just said enough of this. And it's not just because of their business or taxation or regulation or something personal, but it's, it's for their kids even. We've just had enough of this. We're just going to pack up. We're just going to move. We're going to go somewhere else. Can't stand this anymore. And so they just pack up and leave. And so watch as it already is the case. If you take a look at a map, a color-coded map of the United States, and look at where is very blue and look at the places that are very red, and it's clearly defined for the most part, not entirely, but for the most part, the western and midwestern parts of the country are more red. And then you get to the coastline areas and you get to some very blue areas. Now, again, I can't say that 100%, but you get the idea. You, you, most of you have seen the maps. You know what I'm talking about. But I'm noticing there's even more separation like this. And the difference between the states that are passing legislation that just ban what I just read to you and other states that are open to this idea of gender affirming and so on. So we as Americans are beginning to split along these lines. Would it be a lot better that we can go ahead and have the debate or, or for that matter, people can do what they actually claim and that is respect other people's opinions and lifestyles. You know, in other words, you do what you want to do, but I'm not going to live that way. And so you can't force your beliefs on me. We have in some places less and less of that. And that's been part of the battle here. It's not just a matter of competing beliefs and philosophies. It's a matter of are you being forced 
to say and live the way? Do you go to work sometimes and you're afraid to really speak your mind? Or for that matter, kids who go to schools, not just public schools, but universities and are afraid to speak their minds. And in most cases, except for maybe something like this talk radio, when it gets to media, social media, you can see that there are, there's one group that people are trying to push out, and the pushback has begun. And it's interesting to see how that pushback takes shape, which is one of the reasons, not to get too far off here in the weeds, but one of the reasons I appreciated that Elon Musk bought Twitter so we can actually have an open debate on that platform which was something that the left claimed that Twitter was, but we all know it never was. 845, Wake Up Wyoming. Sometimes the best is live on AM 1030 K2 Radio and the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. It's the time. Wake up, Wyoming. Off we go to the ice box where Frank Campino is waiting by. So, Frank, I believe you said some brothers were playing against each other in the Yeah, the two Kelsey brothers. Yeah. And I think uh, the guy from Kansas City, Travis, uh, it, he, he had a better day. Okay. His brother said, Jason, who plays in Philadelphia, said, I'm happy for my brother. Okay, good. I said, nice to see that. You know, they, and I did see a picture of the two of them meeting in uniform and all of that. Oh, you know, so. my God. I mean, they... They must yeah. have interviewed these guys 55,000 times during the week. I lost track of, we had a guy from Wyoming in there? Uh, a, a University of Wyoming guy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, he a California guy, Marcus Epps. So yeah. he was number 22 in white. Okay. Um, I think he got burned for a TD by Kelsey, of all of all people. Okay. And then actually, after that, played a pretty good game. Did he? Okay. Do you have a most valuable player? I'm thinking it was the quarterback for the Chiefs. Okay. Mahomes, you can... He didn't have a very good ankle at all and just kind of made plays. And then he makes big, that's what he does. Right. When you're the MVP of the Super Bowl twice yeah. in your career and he's, you know, mid, mid-20s. mid Yeah. Wow. Okay. See, that's not he's going just to, He's mid-20s. going to Disney World. Oh, my Lord, that. yeah. He's got, he's going to be able to write his own ticket for a good long time. Yeah. And hopefully, even if he gets injured out, you know, and, and can't play you know, past his 20s, which I'd hate to see. But still, if he's done that much so far, well, he's set for life then, isn't he? Oh, and, and not just, you know, in those com- he's always in these commercial endorsements, too. Yeah. I, I told you the other day, these athletes make more money off of that yeah. than to do playing the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that I think is... We're a, in the wrong business. A big, And I just like to see, getting on the commercial thing for a moment, there are certain players that when you get them on camera... They have it. And being a broadcaster, you know what it is. Mm -hmm. And then there are some players where, oh, dear Lord, he might be a big popular player, but they should not have him talk. Right. So maybe that's part of the the appeal. Like, all right, this guy is just like, you know, he's scared like the rest of us, you know. Let's throw him in there and then say something. Okay. But, but, but you're right. There are others that are they're, they're naturals. Okay. Now, one last item here since I mentioned the commercial. I did watch the Super Bowl commercials because they're all on YouTube, and I sat oh, down and watched it. And while there were some really good commercials, there was nothing that really stood out this time to me as that was really amazing. I only I, I watched them bits and pieces. I, I, I liked okay. the little the little kids at the wedding. Yeah. 
that was in the first quarter, so they paid big bucks for that, and you know they're kind of talking and stuff like that. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really remember. Nothing really stood out this. That's no. a lot of money for something that didn't stand out in your mind. Absolutely. Oh boy. To the do well, it was Super Bowl Fifty Seven last night from Glendale, Arizona, as Kansas City beat Philadelphia thirty-eight thirty-five to uh, win all the big Lombardi Trophy. They got with a field goal with eight seconds to go to win that game. And there were some big plays, both teams really, but the two biggest one, a fumble return for a touchdown in the first half by Kansas City's Nick Bolton that tied the game. That was a big, big, big play. The other was a holding penalty on Philadelphia's James Bradbury in the fourth quarter on third down and eight with less than two minutes to go. Now, Bradbury said it was a hold, and maybe it's just being polite, but the rest of the world thought the call was dubious at best. And that call gave the Chiefs a first down, and then they just melted the clock away and then kicked the game-winning field goal. Kansas City Quarterback Patrick Mahomes uh, was the most valuable player. Still playing on a sprained ankle. Went 21-27 for 182 yards and three touchdown passes without a turnover. Chiefs have now won two Super Bowls in the last four years. For the Eagles, Marcus Epps, the former Wyoming Cowboy player, was in on six tackles, four of them solo. Women's college basketball from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowgirls held off the Air Force 62-56 to get to 17-8 and overall. 10-4 and Mountain West play. Allison Furtick with 17 points for the Cowgirls. The team shot 55% for the floor, also with 16 turnovers. They will be on the road at New Mexico on Thursday. Wyoming Cowboys lost again. This time the Boise stayed on the road on Saturday, 75-63. Broncos ran the Cowboys right off the floor in the first half as UW trailed by 18 at the intermission. Then Boise State shot 61% from the floor in the second half. And then out-rebounded the Cowboys in the game, 34-19 and 12-6 on the offensive glass. UW has lost 10 of 12. They are 2-10 and in Mountain West play, 7-17 overall. And the Cowboys will be at New Mexico tomorrow. Junior college basketball, the Casper College team swept Northwest DePaul on Saturday. The T-Brew women ranked 17th in the country. Beat Paul 85-46 to get to 23-3 on the year. Casper have four players in double figures in that game. The Casper College men, they are 20-5, and and they beat Paul 98-65. Jamison Epps and Darius Robinson at 20 each. The Casper College teams will host Central Wyoming on Wednesday. The LCCC basketball teams from Cheyenne split with Central Wyoming on Saturday. The LCCC women improved the 17-8 with an 84-51 win, and the Golden Eagle men fell to 13-10 with a 78-65 loss to Central. Both LCCC teams will be in Rock Springs to meet Western Wyoming on Wednesday. Okay, now that football is over. You huh, what am I going to do now? Yeah, oh. I was, I was about baseball. Baseball. Baseball already? It's not even spring. Spring training is be... Oh, spring training. <sighs> yeah. They'll never have spring training in Wyoming. No, they have no, it in Florida and Arizona. Yeah, that's you about know, the only place they can play there. Absolutely no way. You know, okay. where old people can go and sit in the sun for 15 months. Yeah, exactly right. So you're into spring training now. That's your new thing. Well, once it starts, yes, I'll, I'll be watching spring training. What Dreaming that I can go to a game one of these days. Uh, someday, yeah, or a spring training thing. Yeah. I would suggest. Like, like a junket, yeah. Uh, not just Tampa, Sarasota. Fort Myers, Florida, my old stomping grounds. Yes. They have spring training down there. They have the, they're, they're all over on that golf oh, side. Oh, yeah, yeah. All yeah. Over. Oh, yeah. They're up and down the coast. Yeah. Oh, there's some nice towns. All right. Thank you, Frank. Good. Well, you just got to make sure Frank doesn't get bored while football's out of play. That could be dangerous. Then he starts walking around, talking to us. We like the guy, but, you know, he's not nice to be around when he's bored. Coming up on some, it's true, coming up on some local business news time after that. Wake up, Wyoming. If you're a bit, what exactly are these balloons? Well, okay, fine. What are they? Wrong answers only. White.
Although some of them are transparent, I've noticed that too. Some of the lower altitude that are cruising at about 20,000 feet. But we'll just, I'm getting great suggestions. Miss Mary is making a whole gallery out of your suggestions for what are the balloons really? Wrong answers only. So far, my personal favorite. Since there are those people who want to trap methane from cow farts to save the planet, what we're seeing is methane balloons that got loose from the cow's butt and is now floating at high altitude across the nation. Yeah. Cow fart methane balloons. That's really what we're after here. All right. Triple eight ninety seven was the phone number. Uh, this was sent. Corey, who's way out there in Nebraska. He's also just way out there, but way out there in Nebraska. He sent me this. Are some of you online dating? I know some people like using those online dating services. When it comes to describing yourself and what kind of person you're looking for, what do you put? Here's a headline that might make you think about this. I mean, I don't know what you can. I've never done these things. I guess there's boxes, you little bubbles you check. I'm this way, I'm that way. I like this, I like that. You know, Can you write anything in? World's first unvaccinated dating service launches in Hawaii. Yes, you heard that right. Story reads, nowadays, online dating seems less of a game of hits or misses than medical truth or dare. Given the deal-breaking question, are you vaccinated? Businesswoman Shelby Thompson and Heather Pyle of Maui, Hawaii, found an online dating game a frustrating experience for the unjabbed. Yeah, there are people out there who, if you are not vaccinated, they don't want to date you. Now, turn it around the other way. If you are someone who's not vaccinated and you're looking to date, you don't care if they are vaccinated. Whatever, fine. But for people who are vaccinated, they do care if you are not. The other part would be, let's say you're someone who just has never worn the face mask. You've never done the face mask thing. Unless you really had to, you know, work or whatever. You never wore a mask. And it kind of drives you nuts when you see people that now are still walking around wearing masks. Like when you walk into a room full of people, a crowded room for whatever reason, and there's that one person in there wearing a mask, nobody else is. Would you date that person if you're someone who, see, Perry is in Cheyenne about the balloons. Hi, Perry. Hey, man. Yes, sir. You're, uh, you're, these, these white balloons that are floating around. Yeah. They're Joe Biden's stock balloons. <laughs> they're just flying twice. Just kind of. I actually have, if you're still by, are you by your radio? Can you hear as I explain something? Because I do have a thought balloon theory. Yeah, I'm listening. Okay. I, well, I, I tell you what, I'll, I'll just go ahead and turn it down and uh, tell you you're still on hold. Here's, here's the deal. <clears throat> Years ago, like everybody else, I got up with something I wanted to do. I walked into the kitchen. And when I got into the kitchen, I forgot what I was there for. We've all been there, right? Why does that happen? I have a theory. I got up too fast. My thought formed like a bubble in my head. Bloop. There it is. And I stand up. 
but I stood up so fast it got out of my head. It's now floating around the living room somewhere. Proof of that, you ever walk back into the living room and sit down where you were before to try to catch that thought bubble? You see? So what you're saying, Perry, I think is dead on. As our president gets older and suffers from dementia, he's losing thought bubbles. Perfect, Perry. Thank you. In fact, I've even had this idea. You ever walk down the street, suddenly you find yourself thinking, oh, wow, gross. Why am I thinking that? Why am I? That's horrible. Then you turn around and there's some drug addict or something like that that you just walk by. Yeah, he's dropping thought bubbles all over the place. You just walked into one. We've all done that. We've walked into a room. Why am I thinking that? That's just weird. Well, thought bubbles floating around that are not yours. You probably grazed one. That's my whole thought bubble theory. I've had this for years. So what Perry just said about the president could be true. Don and Laramie, we're only trying to improve cell phone service with these balloons. Actually, Don, that's not too far off. There's, you, you might know about this. I was in Gillette, Wyoming, visiting a friend of mine. We're sitting out back talking, and I keep looking up, and it's a blue sky. This was a couple of years ago, and there's this white dot way up there. It turned out to be a cell phone company. They were trying to figure out how to reach rural areas. And so they were testing their device, not on the satellite, but on a high-altitude balloon. We could actually get their internet signal, their Wi-Fi signal. It was locked, so we couldn't get into it. But we were actually able to get their signal. That was a company testing that. So that does happen. Dave is in Mills. Hi, Dave. How are you this morning? Good, sir. What you got? Well, I was thinking on those. Uh, balloons that they're shooting down, that has to be the White House trying to ship all the toxic hot air yeah. that they're trying to put down our dope because there's just not enough room for it anymore. There's not, no. So it's captured hot air from Washington, D.C. Or in other words, think of it this way, swamp gas from Washington, D.C. I like your answer better than mine. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Dave. <laughs> Appreciate it. I like swamp gas from Washington, D.C. That's good. But so far, my favorite one is, since they're actually trying to do this, they're actually trying to find a way to capture cow farts. You can look this up online. A bag would be inserted into the bum of a cow. And as the cow farts, the methane collects in a bag that is strapped to the cow's back. This is a real thing that has been tried. We capture that methane so it doesn't get into the atmosphere because that's considered to be a greenhouse gas and is causing climate change. So these balloons are actually cow fart methane balloons that have gotten away. Well, why not? It's as good as any other answer you're getting right now, right? White.
Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 921 is the time. All right, 888 was the phone number. That's 888-97-WOODS. Talking about what I'm talking about, change the subject, fine by me. Another one I had up for you today is just a list of, you know, every so often you have that weird law list. Okay. I was watching, for those who like the Grand Tour, remember that whole television show? And so Jeremy Clarkston is now doing his own program called Clarkston's Farm. So he's in England, and I forget what town, Chaddington or something like that. It's a town, cute little town that he's in. And he has a farm now. And so the television show revolves around him trying to learn how to become a farmer. And, of course, he's completely inept, which is what makes it funny. But he's trying. He's really trying to learn. Problem is, he's also finding out how hard it is on farmers. He's tried farming, but also sheep and chicken and cows. And no matter what he tries to do, the government is constantly in his way and other farmers' way. So it makes you wonder how these people are able to survive at all. And most of them are constantly on teetering on the verge of bankruptcy. So he tries doing things like he's going to open up a store out in front of his farm so he can sell what's produced on the farm. Oh, dear Lord, the problems that he's given by the county government and the town government and also even federal government problems as well. And they're constantly trying to shut him down, even though he's providing work, not just for people on his farm, but for people in the community. And also because he's a popular name, I mean, he really has a big name. He's a celebrity. A lot of people come there. And so it generates tourism for the town, which they certainly need. Then he wanted to open up a restaurant because, again, government makes it just about impossible for him not just to produce but to sell. He hits roadblocks everywhere. So I thought, what if I went ahead and opened up a restaurant? Then he realized he's not really producing enough, even though he does produce quite a bit, but he needs more. So he turns to farmers around him that produce vegetables and uh, dairy products and also other kinds of meat, eggs, so on and so on. And so he talked to the farmers around him, hey, can I buy from you so everything in my restaurant is locally made? And the restaurant was going to be right there on the farm, right next to the little shop that sold local stuff too. Every single roadblock they could throw up against this guy. So he couldn't even open up a business. He does, at the end of season two, figure out how to do it, getting around their stupid rules. It's really interesting to see how he does it. But it really is a lesson for people, not just in the UK, but in America, for nonstop stupid rules and regulations, where he came up with a way to not only produce local, his restaurant would employ local, but also he would have to buy from local farms that produce all sorts of things around them, and they're all struggling. And it brings tourism to his community. So it's nothing but good, but the local council comes up with everything they can possibly think of. This guy can't get permission to do anything. Clarkson cannot 
even move dirt on his, literally, he cannot move dirt on his property without getting a license to do so. It is something worth, look up Clarkston's farm. I don't know where, what channel it's on, but season two, I just finished watching that. That really, it's frustrating to watch, but also you cheer him on as he finds a way around all of these idiotic regulations and exposes the regulators for who and what they really are. They're not making things better. We need some rules and regulations to make sure people are honest, okay, and not making, uh, well, not polluting and they're honest, things like that. But we don't want so many regulations that nobody can even stay in business anymore, that it's not even possible to do business. Because then what do we have if we don't even have farmers producing? Now, some other laws, that, that all came to mind because I came across a list this morning by Fox News. Let me see. Alabama, don't dress as a member of the clergy unless you are one. It's actually illegal. In Alaska, do not operate motorcycles or loud power tools at night. Arizona, you better not interfere interfere with a claw machine crane game. That's that game where you're in an arcade and the claw comes down and grabs the stuffed animal or you try to grab the stuffed animal. Okay, you're not allowed to interfere with that game. I don't know what that means, but that's illegal. You can be fined for that. Arkansas, forget about keeping a or beeping a horn after 9 p.m. at sandwich shops. No person shall sound a horn on a vehicle at any place where cold drinks or sandwiches are served after 9 p.m. Little Rock Code Ordinance. This is why I have a problem with lawmakers being on the job so long. From your city council on up, if they're allowed to meet constantly, this is the kind of stuff they do. California, you can't eat frogs that die in frog jumping competitions. You can look that up. California Fish and Game Code, Article 2, Frog Jumping Contest, and it gives the number of the law and so on. Colorado. Hey, Colorado, you may not use upholstered furniture outside. Yeah, the Centennial State, no person shall keep or store upholstered furniture outside unless that furniture is specifically manufactured for outdoor use. Not sure what kind of trouble you'll get into, but it's a code. Connecticut, don't sell silly string to a minor. Yeah, you can give it to him, I guess, but you can't sell it to him. Delaware, you can't whisper or use profane language in a place of worship. Well, just don't make that a law. Just let the priest deal with it, the minister deal with that. Let's see. Florida still has a don't feed the alligator law. Georgia, you can't. You can't have chickens crossing a road, Section 8.1 of Georgia, against domestic fowl running law. Okay, so if you have chickens and they got loose, that's against the law. Hawaii, you can't post a billboard except in special cases. Well, okay. They're trying to keep the island nice, I guess. Idaho, you can't carry a red or white cane unless you're fully or partially blind. You know the canes with the red-white stripes on? You're not allowed to have those unless you actually are considered legally blind. Illinois, you can't, you cannot dye a baby chick. The eggs, yes, but not the chick. Indiana, don't even think about catching fish with your bare hands. Is that a problem in Indiana? 
Iowa, don't pass off fake butter as real butter. Kansas, don't use playgrounds if you're over 14. That sucks, because some playgrounds have some really cool stuff in there. Kentucky, don't use reptiles in religious services. Oh, that's for people who like being the snake handlers? Yeah. Look, at they're dumb enough to get bitten like News time coming up next. Weather forecast right after that. Wake up, Wyoming. Wyoming from boring morning radio. That man is Glenn Woods. This is Wake Up Wyoming on K2 Radio. Just a lot of weird news out there this morning. I'm not complaining. Kind of like that down there. Triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? That's eight 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 ninety seven W O O D S. Talking about what I'm talking about. I change the subject. Fine by me. Have you heard the word ableist? Yeah, that, that's kind of a um, no. What if you if you're someone who's able bodied, and let's say you're a bit prejudiced or you look down on people who aren't? Yeah, okay. Tech writer believes it's ableist to cure blind people. I don't know. I just don't. I just. I don't make this stuff up. <clears throat> so, this guy who is the creator of Mr. Beast, it's a YouTube star, thinks legally blind people from all over the world can be fixed with about a simple ten-minute surgery, cured. But there's some people going. Well, what do you think? What What makes you think that they need to be cured? Yeah, let's see if I can find a little bit more about this. Um, let's see. Okay, you can really today do searches for just about anything and find them pretty quick online. Although I would suggest there's some sites that are not really... Well, they're not bad like YouTube. They don't filter. Okay, so I use a lot of places that are not filtered like uh, Google is or a lot of social media. There's all sorts of search engines out there that are not, so you can find what you're looking for. Recent megastar creator Mr. Beast posted a video on YouTube in which he spotlighted numerous blind and visually impaired people who have undergone surgical procedures that cures their blindness. As of this writing, the video has been viewed more than 76 million times, and, response, and responses have been in both praise and contempt for this guy. For his part, Mr. Beast has taken to Twitter to publicly bemoan the fact that so many are so angry at him for putting on what amounts to be probably a publicity stunt. But okay, let's see. The truth is straightforward. The video is, well, it just comes across as ridiculous. Before delving into the many layers of the video, it's important to issue a caveat, this writer says, however, you know, problematic this video may be, patients and their doctors should not be vilified, the author says. These people made a decision to go through surgery of their own volition. In the broadest lens of this, no pun intended, the biggest problem is wanting to, again, in quotes, cure blindness that it reinforces a moral superiority of sorts 
on those with disabilities. Well, maybe they don't need to be cured. Maybe they're not disabled. You don't want to offend them, in other words. Although not confronted nearly as often as racism, the story says, and sexism and systemic ableism is pervasive through our society, this ableism. The fact that it matters if a person happens to be blind or not. On one level, well, look, there's people, in other words, who can't be cured. They're blind and they can't be cured. So what about them? Are you saying they're lesser of a person? On one level, disability is being viewed as a failure of the human condition is technically correct. That's why disabilities are what they are, says the author. The body doesn't work as designed, and so we have scientists and doctors and technicians who try to fix that, fix the bugs, because we all didn't come out perfect, you know. Yet the human body isn't some soulless, inanimate machine that requires perfection in order to work properly or have value. The story says, I must have been subject to a barrage of harassment on Twitter since tweeting my thoughts on this video in between calls for me. Well, they're just causing him a horrible person for saying to fix or cure. So in other words, they're not worth anything unless you fix them. Nobody's saying that. But this, you can see once again, where some people, when they start to think, overthink a problem, think it just too far, too deep. Here you have somebody who's blind, and there's the possibility of correcting that. And the people on the other side of the argument saying, are they less of a human being if you can't? Nobody said that. But there's a possibility to correct, to correct a problem, and it is a problem. And it would be those who would get mad at me for saying it's a problem, but I would say that it is. The eyes were designed to function a certain way, and if they don't, that could be a problem for the person who can't see. And if there's a way to fix it, I bet they would be all in favor of that. But there's actually a group out there saying, how dare you cure them? Why, that's insulting. As I said, sometimes the best way to defeat these people is just to let them do what they do and say out loud what they said. Just let them. They defeat themselves. 942, Wake Up Wyoming. Wake Up. Glenn Woods, more stimulating than that first cup of coffee. This is AM 1030 K2 Radio. Forty-seven. The time coming up real quick on nine forty-eight. Off we go to the icebox. Frank Gambino waiting by. So, Frank, I had these strange dreams last night. Were you dreaming about the Super Bowl? No, no. I, was, I have always had very vivid, weird dreams. Do you? I don't remember them. Okay. And the one that I can't stand, and this was happening a lot last night. Whatever the dream was, it always involved. I need to get to sleep. I'm not getting any sleep. Okay. Which made me wonder when I woke up, was that a dream or was I actually not getting any sleep? Well, how do you feel today? Well, there's the thing. I did notice that my bed was a complete wreck, which made me think that I was tossing and turning. So I think that I was asleep, 
but at the same time, I don't have to go to the gym today because I'm exhausted. I, I think maybe the Super Bowl was too much for you. I didn't watch it. Oh. I, and I, I don't, I'm not a sports fan. Sorry. Oh. I did I watch maybe the, the Super Bowl the, commercials when I came in, but I have YouTube for that. Well, yeah, but, but that couldn't have kept you up at night, could it? No, it did. No, no. I went to bed at my usual time, and then I dreamt that I never fell asleep. But in fact, you did. But I, well, you think yes, you did. I think I did because I still feel exhausted. And all this morning, while I've been on the air, I've been, you know, when you're really tired and you're stumbling over your words, which mm -hmm. is bad because you talk for a living? Yeah. That's yeah, bad. okay. That's the way I've been feeling. So, have you been guilty of sleepwalking? No. I mean, you live right across you from a golf course that could have found you out sleep there. Sleep golfing. Yeah, sleep golfing. That yeah. would be interesting. I've never slept golf or slept walk at all. No. Okay. But. Have you ever had the dream that you couldn't get to sleep? No. Okay. I mean, I, mean, I just, it's either you do or you don't. I mean, I, okay. that I'm not dreaming it, you know, just. The first boy. time that happened to me, I was really annoyed. I woke up and suddenly realized as I was waking up, oh my God, laying in bed all night long, tossing and turning was the dream. I was actually uh -huh. sleeping. I can't imagine <laughs> anything more annoying than that when I get up in the morning. Although, again, I do feel fatigued right now, and my brain is working... Overtime? Halfway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens tonight. Okay. You know, and if the, if it's a recurring issue, we'll... We'll, we'll discuss it later on? Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll, 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 okay. you know, and, and what and, would Frank's cure be? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, there's plenty. <laughs> yeah, I would. Does it, deal, does it have to do with... Uh, yes. alcohol and yes. libations. No, that's just not me there. I, usually, though, I'm pretty good. I lay my head down and I'm just out. Now, here's what I really worry about. Then I'll let you do your sports thing. If I go home and take a nap, because I really feel like I need one, then do I screw myself for actually falling asleep when I need to? Good question. Do you take a mid-afternoon nap? As much as I possibly okay. can. <laughs> Remember when you were a kid and you cried and complained? Cause oh, Mom no, told no, you no. I'm crying and complaining when I don't take a nap. Yeah, exactly right. So then you apologize to your naps from when you were a kid. Yeah, no, they're true. All right, in the National Football League, Super Bowl 57 was last night in Arizona. Certainly an exciting game as Kansas City beat Philadelphia 38-35 with a field goal with eight seconds to go. The game had some big-time plays from both teams. Two of the biggest were, one, a fumble return for a touchdown by Kansas City's Nick Bolton in the first half. That tied the game at 14. That was a free touchdown for the Chiefs. The other was a holding penalty on Philadelphia's James Bradbury on third down and eight with less than two minutes to go in the game. Now, Bradbury, he, he he said, you know, it was a hold. Maybe he's just being polite, but the rest of the world thought the call was dubious at best. And that call gave the Chiefs the first down. Then they ended up just melting the rest of the clock away and then kicked the game-winning field goal. Kansas City quarterback Patrick Mahomes, the MVP again, second time in his career. He played on a sprained ankle, went 21-27 for 182 yards and three touchdown passes without a turnover. Chiefs have now won two Super Bowls in the last four years. For Philadelphia, former Wyoming Cowboy Marcus Epps had six tackles in that secondary for the Eagles. Four of those tackles were solo. Women's college hoops from over the weekend. The Wyoming Cowboys held off the Air Force Academy 62-56 to get to 17-8 and overall and 10-4 in Mountain West Conference play. Allison Furrier got 17 points for the Cowgirls. The team shot 55% for the floor. 
They'll be on the road at New Mexico on Thursday. Wyoming Cowboys did lose again. This time the Boise State on the road on Saturday night, 75-63. The Broncos ran the Cowboys off the floor in the first half as UW trailed by 18 at the intermission. Then Boise State shot 61% from the floor in the second half and just handled the Cowboys on the backboards to the tune of 34-19 overall and 12-6 on the offensive glass. UW is 2-10 in Mountain West play, 7-17 overall, and the Cowboys will be at New Mexico tomorrow. Junior college basketball, the Casper College team swept Northwest DePaul on Saturday. The Tebow women are ranked 17th in the country, a winner over Powell 85-246 to get to 23-3 on the year. Casper have four players in double figures. The Casper men beat Paul 98-65. Jamison Epson, Darius Robinson with 20 points each. Casper College teams will host Central Wyoming on Wednesday, and the Tebow men, by the way, are 20-5 on the year. The C basketball teams from Cheyenne split with Central Wyoming on Saturday. The Trip women, they are now 17-8 with an 84-51 win. The Golden Eagle men, they dropped to 13-10 with a 78-65 uh, loss to Central. Both LCCC teams will be at Western Wyoming and Rock Springs coming up on Wednesday. That's it in sports. On Wednesday they are. Yeah, they, they, the, the Jucos usually play Wednesday, Saturdays. Okay. Well, that's just when all that cold hits and snow. Well, you know we're on a bus. Yeah, okay. Well, all right. Did, did they ever just move it back a day? Some well, it, depending on if you can get you know it, what the the roads have been like. Yeah, I mean like this last weekend was like the first right. time, and I can't even remember. Right. Or that the roads were, were halfway it, decent. Do they ever move it forward a day? Like we know the storms coming. Yeah, we're well, play yeah, there. Like, yeah. Come on, get down here now. Let's go. Let's play. Yeah. Okay. Do, do they do that? Yeah, we're on our way. Okay, we're on our way. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business that we have to take care. of. We're going to roll into news time right after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Let's wake up, Wyoming.